Let us pray. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 14, 27 Dear God, help me to grow stronger in my relationship with you so that I can find rest in my heart and mind. Remind me to seek you before reacting to people or situations. I can't find peace by looking for pleasure in people, events, or distractions. I know that I can find peace by living through your word. Your word can quiet any storm and give rest to my thoughts. Your word can take away my pain and heal my heart. Thank you for your generous gift of peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's daily prayer. For more inspiration and an incredible message from our feature pastor, stay tuned to Pray.com's Sunday service. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Lisa Kai Radio Broadcast here on Pray.com. Thank you for joining us today for an incredible word. Lean in, listen close, and don't forget to click the heart to save this message. Learn more about Lisa Kai at lisakai.tv or the Lisa Kai channel here on Pray.com. Now let's jump into today's message. So it's been a great um, year so far, and God has definitely been moving in such a quick way, a rapid way way that so many lives are being changed so many people are coming to Jesus and you know we've always brag about the many salvation that's happening every single week there's over like 200 plus salvations every single week in the last almost the last nine ten months and it's unheard of and but you know that's why I'm saying God is moving rapidly um, a lot of people are following after Jesus a lot of people are choosing Jesus 
And, you know, this series, and I want to thank the worship team, but this series is the Gospel of John. And it's such a great book. There's, um, there's there the gospel, the book of, there are four gospels. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And if you are a new Christian, okay, this is where you want to read. Not, not the Old Testament, okay? And not the King James Version either, all right? The NLT or the NIV or even sometimes the message translation, just so that you can comprehend the words that God is saying and when you think about the book of John, it's, it's, it's an amazing book. It's almost written poetically. And it's almost like if you were to describe John, I think as you read it, he's passionate. He's, he has love. He's gracious. You know, there's, there's something about his writing that is so different from Mark, Matthew, and Luke. And so as a as we read into, as we dive into this series, right, the Gospel of John, you're going to learn so much about who Jesus is, and it's really your foundation that we all need, whether it's brand new to you or you've been a Christian forever, but it's really great to be reminded of who Jesus is. So last week, they talked about, DJ talked about the three foundation truths of Jesus, that he is eternal, that he gives life, and that Jesus is the light. So that's your foundation. That's who Jesus is. And one of the first things that John actually talks about in chapter 1 is about his account in Jesus' story is the calling of some of the disciples. Okay, these were the first written disciples. So we're going to go right into the passage of John chapter 1, verse 35 to 51, and you're going to find out who these disciples are. All right, so the following day, John, this is John the Baptist actually, was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you guys want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He says, come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, 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 that's how you say it, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was at Bethsaida, Andrew's, Peter's hometown. Verse, verse 45, Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, we have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael, can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus says, now here is a genuine sign, son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me, Nathaniel asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. 
Then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. And then Jesus asked him, Do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down of the Son of Man of Son, on, on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. When you read when when you read through the book of John, this is just like everybody, you know, they dropped everything and they followed Jesus. I don't know if you guys ever have downloaded the, the series The Chosen. Has anybody? Like, it's pretty good. Like, I'm kind of biased. Like, it has to be really good. Like, it has to be very entertaining. And it's actually really, really good. And, and it's nice to see different faces who represent the different characters. And it kind of allows you to sort of see this whole, this whole passage being said and told. And you get to see it and, and understand it. See, when you think about it, Jesus invites all these followers, okay, Andrew, Simon, Philip, Nathaniel, to enter into the journey of discipleship with him. Although these disciples made this verbal shift in just a few days, okay, it was pretty quick, they would not fully understand Jesus until after three years when he leaves them. So this was the first of many that God has chosen to be on Jesus' team. And when I think about this title of this message, it's titled The Chosen Team. You know, when you think about all these disciples, Jesus was the, the team leader. Jesus was the captain. Everybody followed him. And we all can kind of relate on being on the team or being chosen on the team. And for me, it goes back to high school, right? We all go back to our high school days when we would try out, right, for different sports, right? Some of us would try out for orchestra. Some of us would try out for the band. Some of us, some of us would try out for volleyball, softball, whatever it is, okay? The only thing I tried out for because I always wanted to do this because I was watching football. I wasn't watching football. I was watching the cheerleaders, Yes, don't you guys do that? Don't you guys look at watch halftime? You guys want to see what they're going to do, right? And so I remember as a kid, I said, I think I'm going to be a cheerleader in high school. And so I would practice my exercise so I could split. You know, every single day I'm watching TV and I'm just stretching, stretching and trying to see how far I can split. And I would try to do it right now, but I don't think I can do it. <laughs> and so I tried out for the for the volleyball, no, no volleyball, no, I hated volleyball. I tried out for the cheerleading, and I remember, like, it was so hard to get in because the girls that were on the team were the judges, were the one that would say yes or no. And then I remember there was one girl who was the captain. She was so intimidating, and she wasn't nice. And I'll be like, you know, like, okay, well, I got to try out in front of her. And then, you know, I had to do the, you know, the cheers, right? And then you had to do the splits. You had to do whatever it was. And can I show you a picture? Because I made it on the team. So I found these pictures. <laughs> I don't know if you know which one is me because we're all Asian. Because <laughs> McKinley was either Asian or Polynesian, right? So this was, I was like, I was texting all my high school friends. I say, hey, does anybody have a picture of us? And I remember 
I was so happy when I made it onto the McKinley Tigers cheerleading team. I was just like, yeah! Of course, the popular girls were the cheerleaders, right? So I was like, well, no, everybody knew who Lisa Lum was, and you can take it off. And, um, <laughs> and it was such a great experience to be able to try out for a team and to make it on a team. Because no one ever wants to try out and think that they'll never make it. And that's how, but when you think about it, I remember coming onto a different team. When I became a Christian, I was invited to come on a team. I didn't have to try out for a team. I came onto the Hope Chapel staff team. When I first became a Christian, and I was totally clueless to, the, to, to Christianity, I just said yes. And whatever the pastor taught, whatever the pastor said, get into a connect group, serve in the ministry, serve here. We need help in the kids' church. I'll be like, sure, I have nothing to do. I'm single, nothing. I give a lot of time. And so I would serve. And then one day, my pastor tells me, hey, I want you to be a part of our staff. And I'm like, me? I go, you sure you want me to run the kids' ministry? Because I don't like kids. And I'm not married. Why would you want me to take care of the kids' ministry? And I remember thinking, I just didn't feel qualified. I didn't feel like I was qualified for this team to be a part of the staff at Hope Chapel. These, these amazing pastors, amazing leaders, like, no way, because I just disqualified myself to be on this team. But when you think about the chosen team of God, there's no tryouts. You don't have to do any tryouts. You don't have to prove yourself that you can be on God's team, that you can be a disciple of Jesus. We just have to recognize who Jesus was and just choose to just follow just like the disciples. And we don't even have to have any experience. You didn't have to know kids. You didn't have to know how to read the Bible. You didn't have to do anything. You didn't, you didn't have to have any experience. You just have to meet Jesus. And you can come as you are. I remember one of our, um, our, our, what is that, our value statement of, that, of Hope Chapel was just come as you are. Just come as you are. And we've been even handpicked by God and not by someone else. This is God's team. Isn't this amazing? There's no requirements. And we have the gifts and talents and smarts to be on this team because Jesus gives those gifts to us. So when you think about these disciples, all of them didn't have any experience. Every one of them didn't have to try out. God just chose them. God picked them. John 15, 16 says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask using my name. Jesus chose all his disciples, and you know what? Many were not top of their class either. Let me tell you who some of the people that Jesus chose to come and follow him. Simon Peter, fisherman. He's a brother of Andrew. Andrew, fisherman, brother of Simon Peter. Brother, brother, sister, sister, right? James, fisherman, brother of John, cousin of Jesus. John, fisherman, brother of James, and cousin of, Je cousin of Jesus. Thomas, a twin and possibly a fisherman. A lot of fishermen's here. Nathaniel, possibly a fisherman. Matthew, the tax collector, 
All the Jews hated him, right? But he came, became a follower. Simon the Zealot, he became a radical Jewish sect, a fanatic that hated the Romans. And there were even women that would follow him. Mary, the mother of Jesus, Mary Magdalene, Jonah, the wife of Chusa, wife of an important official king, Herod, and Mary Salome, which is mother of James and John. Think about it. Ordinary people. No experience not qualified, but they were called to be disciples of Jesus. So you think about it, as believers, we are all disciples of Jesus. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are a disciple. You already have been chosen to follow along with Jesus and learn his ways of the kingdom. You know, when we sang this last song, have you, when you sang it, you choose me. You chose me. Just to be able to verbalize that to God, to think that he chose me. He loves me. I didn't have to prove anything to him. He just loves me. That is why people followed him. Because there was no barriers to come to Jesus. You were just invited to come and follow him. So as the chosen team, as we are the chosen team of God, we are to, the first thing is, point people to Jesus. This is our job. Every part of us, every team, when you think about a team, we all have a position to play, right? If you've never been on a team, I don't know what to tell you, okay? But when you are part of a team, you belong to a vision, you belong to a core of people or a group of people that has a mission, that has a vision to, to accomplish. So these disciples point people, John the, John the Baptist, okay, he's been preparing the way. They heard about Jesus. Everyone has heard that there was a Messiah coming. And John the Baptist was baptizing people, and he was preparing the way for Jesus. And then when you go back to verse 35 to 36, it says, The following day, John the Baptist was again standing with two of his disciples. John the Baptist had many people following him. But as Jesus walked by, John looked at him, and he knew that was the Lamb of God, that that was Jesus. Because John the Baptist wasn't concerned about people following him. He kept pointing the way to Jesus. He kept pointing people to Jesus. He didn't point people to him because he could have. He could have created a ministry. He could have had a big church. He could have done amazing things and then people would have just followed him. But when he saw Jesus and Jesus was coming, he pointed people to Jesus. And then what's another thing is, it's not about getting people to follow us. It's about getting out of the way and revealing and pointing them to the one who is the way. The second thing as the chosen team of God, that we are to, number two, participate instead of sitting on the bench. If we are a team, okay, have you ever been, if, if your kids are on a team, I've been, my daughter, my two daughters have been on the volleyball team, and there's times when they were on the bench, right? And then there's time when their friends were on the bench. And I, it, it's great if we all would say, I want to play. I want to play. And you just cannot stand being on the bench. You guys ever been on the bench? Whoever says, I love being on the bench. 
I don't want to play. Like, tell me, who would, why would you even join a team? Why would you even join a volleyball team or a football team? Everybody wants to play. But there were times when I've noticed over the years of watching my daughter's teams, there were some that would be on the bench selting, like, like sulking, like just pissed, just upset. And even to the point of crying. And I remember my daughter says, geez, I haven't played the whole game and you played a lot and now you're sitting on and you're crying. I should be crying. Why are you crying? You know, there's just bad attitudes when you're on the bench. But God is saying to participate instead of sitting on the bench. We need to be faithful followers, and that means being a team player. When we always, okay, can, I just, can I just say that every time we tell you to come get involved, because there is a big need. It's not because, you know, we got it all together. We don't. We don't. Like, if you see kids running around, that's why. And you see a teacher, like, hurry up. Can you guys make the service quicker? Can you, like, can you come back and pick up these kids? It's because there is a big need. Like, if, if I were to show you a diagram of the many vacancies that we have, you'll be shocked. You think this is all great. You think that, oh, they got enough people, and we don't. We don't, and we want to provide a place for you to participate on this team because when you participate, you feel like there's ownership. You feel like I have a place on this team. I actually have an ownership to inspire church. Like to the point where when you go to the bathroom, and this is one of my pet peeves when I go to the toilet, toilet, yes, I go to the toilet, that you'll see toilet paper on the floor, like little pieces of toilet paper because women don't know how to roll the paper right and they just start, you know, <laughs> man, you guys don't use toilet paper. That's why sometimes when women's bathrooms don't have toilet paper, we go to the men's and steal some toilet papers. But I have an ownership to this church. I'm going to pick some of those up because I would do that at my own home. I would never leave rubbish on the floor in my own home. Why would I leave rubbish in my own church? So if we could all participate, and some of you are like, I don't, I'm too busy. I'm like, me too. Them too. You too. Right? And I can, all the people who are shouting going, yeah. Lisa, just give it to them. It's because there are so many of us, but there's so few that wants to participate. And I don't want, like, you think about the disciples. Do you think they just chilled when they got on the team? Like, okay, Jesus is doing all the work. He's doing all these miracles. We're just here. No. They were there. They were in the crowd. They were bringing people to Jesus. They were, they were controlling. They were, they were doing their part, and they were figuring it out themselves. They didn't know it all. They didn't know that there, there, there was no manual on how to be on God's team. There was literally no how-to, job description. There was no job descriptions. 
It's just go and come follow me, come watch me, and just be a part of what he is doing. And I love that about ministry work. You know, we, you don't have to be on a staff to be a part of a team. You just become a team on the, God's team once you receive Jesus Christ. You do have a position. You know, when we think about it, we, in order to participate, instead of sitting on the bench, you and I have to initiate the pursuit of Jesus. We have to initiate to draw closer to him. We want to, you know how, when you draw close to him, guess what it means when you draw close to him? You draw close to people. You draw close to people. You get to know people. You get into people's lives. You pray for them. You be the answers. You, you, you help give. You help do whatever it is to help someone along their faith. That's what it means to participate and not just sitting on the bench. The third thing is, as a chosen team of God, we are to ask others to come along with you. You know, when I first got saved, it was just so amazing. Like, I couldn't believe there was this, there was this um, interaction with God that I've never had. And when I gave my life to Christ, I, I prayed this one prayer that says, God, would you change me from the inside out? Because I didn't like the kind of person that I was. Isn't that reason why we come to Jesus? Because we come to revelation that I don't like who I am or who I've become. And I know that it was only God who could save me from myself. And so when I gave my life to the Lord, I was so excited to be with Christians. I was so excited to go to church every single week. I couldn't wait till Sunday came. And whenever I would go to church, I felt like I didn't have enough. I felt like, okay, we had a, I, will, I would go to a Friday service, and then there was a Sunday service. So I would go to two services. And then eventually I started serving because I just wanted to be in the house. And I remember thinking, I need to tell people about Jesus. And I remember coming to church, and it was a Friday night because it was a singles night. I don't know. I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I was single, and I wasn't looking, but people were looking. And um, I came, and I remember just calling all my friends, and I say, hey, you got to come to this amazing church. Come with me this Friday. And they're like, church? You don't want to go nightclubbing? I said, no, let's go church. And then we can go nightclubbing after. No. Um, <sighs> I did it in the beginning, but then God changed me. <sighs> so that's what I love. Dancing was a big thing. And then... I remember inviting everybody. And I remember the ushers, you know, the ushers would come and go, hey, how many people? And I'd be like, oh, three. And then they were like, okay, we've got three seats here, plus you four. Next week, follow. I go, the guy goes, how many this week? I said, 10. And he's like, 10. I was like, yeah, I need 10 seats. And um, I wasn't talking to him like that. I just said, 10 seats. <laughs> and every single week, I just brought people. I just brought people. And I didn't know that my pastor was actually observing me. Did you know that we, as a pastor, we do observe? We observe behaviors. We observe people who sort of stand out. And the reason why I stood out, and it wasn't like I was looking for any attention. I just was excited about Jesus. 
I just started asking people to come to Jesus, just like what the disciples were doing. Oh, guess who I, we, I just saw Jesus. You got to come. Oh, no, you know, Jesus is here. You got to come. Everybody just kept coming because they heard about Jesus. And it's the same thing what I did. I, I, Jesus came into my life. Jesus did something in my life. I'm going to tell others to come to Jesus. Why not? When you think about it, if you have a great product, okay, and you know it works, it takes away all your wrinkles, it takes away all your fat, <laughs> you are going to want to sell that product because you believe in this product that you are going to make a sale and you're going to ask everybody to buy your product. So why wouldn't you buy the product of Jesus? Why wouldn't you want to sell the product of Jesus? It's the same, and the rewards are greater. It's not you're going to reach a gold level or you're going to reach whatever level, okay? That only lasts so long because you got to keep it up. But in the kingdom, it's endless rewards, endless rewards. So many people's lives will be changed because of that one visit with Jesus. It just takes one visit, and it just takes you to share your love for Jesus and what Jesus has done. So because when you think about Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah, everybody couldn't shut up. Everybody had to tell everybody about who Jesus was. And when you ask others to come along with you, Tell them who Jesus is. Invite them to check him out. Invest your time and energy and relationship in helping them get connected with Jesus. Don't just send them to us. Take them. Disciple them. Take them along the journey. Invite them to your connect group. Invite them to a movie. Because I remember when I first got saved, I wanted new friends. I invited all my old friends, and they came to church for a while, and then they just never stayed. And I didn't want that life anymore. I, did, I wanted a life that had purpose. So this was literally my prayer. God, would you give me some friends? God brought Anne Gresset. Where's Anne? Anne and I got saved about the same time. She went through her mess. I went through my mess. And we connected. And we started hanging out. And then Shelly came along. And then we became a group. We would hang out at Anne's house because she, she was a single mom with two girls. And Anne would make me bologna cheese sandwich. I've never had a grilled bologna cheese sandwich because when you're Chinese, you eat just Chinese. <laughs> when I ate that bologna grilled cheese, I was like, what is this? This is so good. <sighs> I don't eat bologna at all. <laughs> and we started to come together and then we started to go to other groups that were already formed and we would just push ourselves way into the group can i it's like it's like a little kid 
can we play? Can I be a part of what you're doing? Because I, I, I like what I see. Like when you think about this church, there's so many clusters of groups. And I enjoy looking, watching, and seeing these clusters of people doing life together, celebrating their birthday, celebrating their marriage, celebrating their anniversary, celebrating their kids' birth. Isn't that the kind of life we want? And when you give your life, when you ask others to come along with you, God gives you more than what you would even expect it. And I remember just those specific prayers, God, give me friends. Because I knew at an early age of 23, I think, I had a whole life to live. And I wanted to live my life with these new friends. Until this day, we're still friends. And to see our journey together in life with God, it's the most precious thing that anyone could ask for. And I think one of the biggest struggles that a lot of us have is wanting to be accepted, to be received into a community. I think many of us have been rejected. Many of us have been burned. Many of us have been disoriented in what friendship should look like. And when you ask for these friends, when you go, when you be a part of a whole new group of people, God just adds to your life. And if you want to add into someone's life, then you need to get into someone's life. Don't be a silo Christian. It's not fun. It's boring. It's, you're just talking to yourself about God. Just you and God. That's just you. If you would just share your story with someone else, that actually ministers to you more than it does to minister to the person. Because when you rehash your salvation story, when you rehash what God has done in your life, you're reminded of how grateful you are that you are a disciple of Jesus. The last thing, as a chosen team of God, we are to embrace, you are to embrace your potential and you need to live up to it. I never thought I had potential. I never thought I had gifts and talents. It wasn't until I came into the community of disciples, of believers, that I, I recognized, it wasn't I recognized, it was people who recognized it in me. I didn't know I had leadership skills. I just thought I'd like bossing people around. They saw me go, tuk, tuk, you know, get over here, come over here, you know. They call it leadership. I didn't know that God would use a person like me. I've already disqualified myself. When I was asked to do the children's ministry director, 
Before I even said yes, I said no. Because I disqualified myself, thinking I was not worthy, I was not good enough, I was not smart enough, I was not godly enough. But my pastor saw something in me. And I thank God he saw something in me. Because not many people will say things about you. In this world, people would say the negative things about you. They'll say you're too short, you're too tall, you're too big, you're too smart, you're too dumb, you're too this, you're too this, or too that. You don't belong in this group. You don't belong in this community. You don't belong in this level of authority. The world will disqualify you, but Jesus won't disqualify you. And even in this community of believers in this church, we are for you. We are not against you. So why wouldn't I want to be a disciple of Jesus? That when we all decided, when Jesus says, come, follow me, come and see. This is what he was talking about. These disciples saw it. They knew there was something about Jesus, and they went with Jesus. You need to embrace your potential and live up to it. And I'm so glad that Mike and I lived up to our potential. And if you know Mike's story, the same thing. Who would have thought a single parent who got divorced at age 21 would ever have the ability to be the most amazing pastor. <laughs> to be leading the way he is today. There is a mantle that is upon your pastor. We both don't really um, I don't think we know the weight of the responsibility. We just said yes. I remember when God gave us the church, I told the Lord, the biggest fear is that I wouldn't mislead the people that you bring to us. That we would be the kind of pastors that will care and shepherd you well because we don't want to be you know it's a big responsibility people's lives and I said there's no way am I going to let pride I'm not going to let anything to disrupt God's flow his anointing in this church and when we surrendered our lives when we started to follow Jesus with everything we have God gave us this God is Mike is in South America that's a long journey he's gonna come home grumpy it takes three days pray for me But he loves doing what he does. 
He's called to pastor pastors. And these are pastors that can't even afford to fly him over. It's your seed that is being sown into this, this church that allows him to go to Argentina, to go to Brazil, to go to Philippines, to go and do what he's called to do because he is, has embraced his potential and he is living up to it. And it's the same for you and I. You and I have potential. You and I have giftings and abilities that you don't even know. I want to just crack you open. Like I literally want to crack you. I share that, I've been sharing this at our women's. In order for the Holy Spirit to be released in you, because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You have a spirit, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. What happens is we don't allow the Holy Spirit to flow out of us is because nothing has really been broken in us. Pride, jealousy, anger, offenses, selfishness. These are the things that prevents the Holy Spirit from operating freely to flow out of us. And when you allow God to break you, you'll be so, so amazed what God wants to produce out of you because it's in you. You think about Peter. Everybody knows who Peter is, right? The one, one, the foot in his mouth, right? That guy, that Peter. You know why God had to change his name from Simon? He called him, I'm going to say this right again, Cephas, which means rock. He wasn't a rock. He wasn't stable. He was pretty unstable because he was impulsive, unstable, but Peter, but ended up as Peter spent more time with Jesus, as Peter was tested, Peter had become a pillar of the early church. Jesus named him not for what he already was, but for who he would become by God's transforming power. And if you read about Peter, you learn about who Peter is, you're going to love this guy, this disciple, because you almost sort of all can relate to him. Like all these disciples that, in, that Jesus had asked to come along with him, they all had a different kind of personality. If God could write another Bible, your names would be in it. And your story would be told. In fact, it is being told in the book of life. Your name is written in the book of life. So Jesus started with 12 on his team. And now there are billions of people on team Jesus. Billions of people. I started off with the first 12. 
But now there are billions of people that consider themselves on God's chosen team. Can I just say that if we all did our part on this team, we could be the team that is explosive, contagious, extraordinary, prominent, significant, and grand that everybody is going to want to be a part of. Who doesn't want to be on a winning team? Who says, oh, no, sign me up for the losing team? No. We're going to sign up for the winning team. And we're going to dominate. People are going to be so afraid to compete with us. They're going to go, ooh, they're here. I want us to be that team. That's why we call it Team Inspire. We have a softball team, and I think we dominate. I think. We better. We should dominate in our businesses. We should dominate in our community. We should dominate. We all want to play for the best team and win all the time. But can I tell you, with Jesus, we will ultimately win. There's, there's no ifs or buts. So come follow me. Come and see for yourself, as Jesus has told his disciples. What do you want, Jesus told his disciples? Well, just come and follow me. I love this whole passage because... It makes me very thankful that God chose me. And I really feel you need to thank God because he chose you. The more thankful that you are, the greater appreciation that you'll have that you are on this team. And I just want to encourage all of you as your eyes are closed, there are some of you that wants to be on this team but you feel like you've disqualified yourself you feel like you can't be on this team for whatever reason but that's a lie from the enemy because God has always has already qualified you he's already positioned you he's placed you he's got a plan and a purpose for your life he has all the friends ready waiting for you to come and join them. And I don't want you to miss this opportunity. And I tell you, there's no tryouts. There's no qualification. You just come as you are. And if that is you, and you want to be a part of God's team, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, as your captain, as your leader, I want to give you this moment. I'm going to count to three. And you raise your hand. And that just tells me, and even for you who are online, you raise your hand, you hit that button, and you are just saying, I want to be on God's team. I want Jesus in my life. I want Jesus to heal me, to forgive me, to restore me, to give me that new life and to become a disciple of Jesus. 
And if that is you, I'm going to count to three. Just raise your hand. One, two, three. Is there any one of you that wants to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I got one. Anyone else here that wants to receive Jesus? Anyone else online that wants to just press that button that says, I want to receive Jesus? All right, we have that one. So with that one, God in heaven is cheering that one. God is saying, well done, well done. So we're all going to pray this prayer. And for that one, you repeat this with everything you have. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Teach me who you are. Help me to know you. Thank you for loving me. And thank you that I can come as I am. Thank you for receiving me into your kingdom, into this team. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for picking me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Lisa Kai on Pray.com. Find more resources like this at lisakai.tv. If you've been impacted by this message, we'd love to extend this opportunity for you to help equip leaders around the world, spread the gospel, and grow in leadership. Partner with us at lisakai.tv. Thank you for listening to the Lisa Kai Radio broadcast here on Pray.com. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Hit the heart to save this show. You can find books and more resources at lisakai.tv. And remember, you can find the Lisa Kai channel here on Pray.com. Until next time, may God continue to bless you. The podcast, The Bible in a Year with Jack Graham, is a moving and inspiring biblical audio experience that will help you master wisdom from the world's greatest book. In each episode, you'll learn to apply biblical principles to everyday life. Each cinematic episode is a journey through the Bible's most profound stories that will strengthen your appreciation of the Word and inspire you to keep learning. Listen to The Bible in a Year with Jack Graham on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.